Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. It's been a great weekend. Certainly was a wild one for sure. College football, pro football was all over the place yesterday. Who knew? But uh, maybe we should have known with the Cleveland Browns with that defense and Jim Schwartz against Kyle Shanahan. And then the injuries come. 49ers take their loss. Eagles take a loss. Robert Sala's team continues to play great defense with the Jets. Now to 3-3. Three and three. But uh, no more undefeated. There will be no undefeated team in the National Football League. The 72 Dolphins can pop their champagne bottles. Several undefeateds left in college football, Rod. But uh, you know what you know stands out when you look at the college football AP Top 25 for this week? Just one SEC team in the top ten. Just one. Wow. And that's Georgia. Alabama's well, 11. The future of the SEC. Right. Well, Texas and Oklahoma <laughs> are in the top eight. Oh, uh, three Big Ten that's, teams. That's and, why Greg Sankey's not freaking out. Yeah. Two big, three Big Ten teams are in there. Mm. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, three. And then one, two Pac-12 yeah, the Pac-12. and two ACC. Pac-12 is not as, rep- as well represented as I thought. USC getting beat by Notre Dame really hurt them a little bit. And you know, U- USC plays Utah this week, I believe. Oh, okay. They That'd can go back to back. And Cameron Rising still not back for Utah. No, I thought he was coming back. But yeah. I, I picked them as one of my five picks against Ty, and they still covered Cal. <laughs> they still covered. Utah, I'll say, if Utah gets Cameron Rising back, that's going to be really interesting if they can find a way to well, make you it. you know Kyle Whittingham can coach. Yes, exactly. And if they get him back – They'll be a different. They'll be a different team. You won't even be able to do right. uh, research on them and try to, you know, try in terms of game planning because they'll look like a different offense altogether once yeah. Cam Rising comes back. Well, so. and we we know there's a lot of football to be played, uh, and a lot. You know. North Carolina though can also up- upset the apple cart here. Yeah, North Carolina. That's one that that stands mm-hmm. out too. That North Carolina is an undefeated team is behind both Texas and Oregon as one loss teams. Yeah, I don't get. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. You're right. I don't get that. They're not getting much respect, and they just got their big receiver back, Tez Walker, back from the NCAA <laughs> three touchdowns. And uh, that's what we said <laughs> when they when when you give Drake May, who's going to be a top five quarterback pick. Uh, an NFL caliber receiver to go with it. Mm. Now you're now you're trouble. Um, and they beat Miami 41-31. That was a pick I got wrong. I went two two and one in my picks, Rod. I had uh, I had Utah and Houston Texans as two of my winners, and I also missed the Miami and the uh, oh, Texas State game. Texas State, but I pushed the uh, Oregon game. I had I had Oregon plus three. <laughs> And I believe I said I would tease it up to three and a half. I would have won at that point, but I I didn't do that. So, plus three for Oregon. That was a great game. That was the game of the weekend. And uh, Washington and Oregon, much like Texas and Oklahoma the previous week, it's almost you it feels like Texas and Oregon are still in this thing despite losing that game and mm-hmm. kind of outplaying the competition, but uh, making mistakes and and in big spots. Uh, coming up, and who said that, Rod? I'm going to play a key, compon- key component of that Oregon Washington game coming up. And then yeah, I mean Florida State is there sitting there at six and zero. Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State are in the top seven, and they're going to kind of round robin each other here. Yeah, over the next They'll week, knock three each weeks, other off. four weeks. Um, yeah, what happens if all those teams end up beating each other once? That's the question. Well, you know what's going to end up being an issue in the Big Ten is this last year, one of those three teams—Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State—is going to make it to the Big Twelve champ, Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game and play like Wisconsin and beat them like forty to nothing because Wisconsin is now in control of the West, <sighs> so bad. and they're no good. For Luke Fickle, but they're the best of the bunch out there. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's the unbalanced power of the Big Ten. I know that's why that's what hurts Penn State the most. Is that, you know, what I'm, I mean? I'm <laughs> eager to dive into that game this week and really look at it. I mean, obviously James Franklin in a big spot in Columbus feels like he finally has a team that could go into Columbus and win a game, but mm. we know he's been unable to do that. 
because um, Ohio State, you know, they're Ohio State. Period. Um, but, you know, you know Penn State fans are going to be all up on – because there are two games. There's this game this week, and then they, they host Michigan. That's it. In November. That's all their fans care about. But, man, the team that, that kind of like Oklahoma did when they beat Texas, the, the Washington Huskies, with a uh, tremendous performance for Michael Penix and those receivers, and they, they get the win at home with college game day on board. Hosman front runner now. Has to be, right? Yeah, I think so. Good. Well, Kelly Williams having a disastrous performance. And, you know, it just no other player has really separated themselves. You got to have a Heisman moment to win the Heisman or be the front runner. I mean, even, even Quinn, right? Quinn had a Heisman moment in the Alabama game, and everybody was talking about Quinn. Oh, man, it's going to Heisman. Dylan Gabriel had one against Texas in the Texas OU game, and people were talking about Dylan Gabriel in the Heisman conversation. Uh, Michael Penix definitely had a Heisman moment um, versus Oregon, and it looks like now he's the front runner because I have, there's no real marquee performance. Uh, by a player that's been able to separate. Maybe Drake May. I got to look at that's, And that's a disrespect, too, because Drake May's not getting a lot of love. But I know he's playing really well. And maybe we'll see some of those stats start to, uh, you know, start to become more prolific and explosive now that he's got an NFL wide receiver on that roster now with Tess Walker. So. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it is a. <laughs> It, 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 it's J. a jumbled McCarthy's field. Another guy too. Yeah, I like J. J. Well, and that's right. I mean, the, the, those the Heisman there too. I mean, because JJ McCarthy's going to have those two marquee games, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Penn State, to really, you know, because I, I remember we had the, the sound of PJ Flex saying that Michigan's the, the best team he's seen in college football in mm-hmm. his eleven years of coaching. He's like, they're so deep, and they just continue to to throttle people. I mean, they they fell behind to Indiana seven nothing, and then you know blew them out. They're really good, Georgia. Struggled a little bit more than you would have expected with Vanderbilt, but still won the game. You realize Georgia this year, Rod, is number five in the country in total offense? That's, that's weird. A, yeah, that's weird. That's Their weird. defense not as good. I didn't realize that, actually. Yeah, well, J.J. McCarthy right now is the number two quarterback in passer rating, passer passer efficiency in all of college football. Came on, they lost their OC, too. Yeah. Uh, Mike's in the league now. You're, you're, you're top, so when you start to go to Heisman's, you go to kind of yards and passing efficiency. Number mm-hmm. one is Jaden Daniels at LSU, but they play no defense at LSU. And they, you ain't going to win the Heisman if your team's not good. Yeah, and LSU plays good. no D. J.J. Yeah. <laughs> McCarthy is number two on that list. Team's good, and he's got some marquee games Michael ahead. Penix is three. He's got Heisman moment Caleb already. Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Dylan Gabriel. Your top three for top six for passing efficiency. Even after Caleb Williams' disastrous performance, he's still in the top five. Yeah. Man, that's how you know. That's how good because he was number one before that performance on Saturday. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's how you know he was really high. And now we'll been... see if they can bounce back because they're going to play Utah this week, and that's another big physical team that you know beat them twice last year. Yeah, that's the formula, right? Just if can you can you try to play? Can you force USC into playing a physical football game because they can't seem uh, they don't seem like they're up to the task. They can't seem to translate the physicality of the game. Yeah. They just don't have it. Yeah. So Michigan and Georgia not one two. The you know I think. Gosh, do you think if whoever wins Ohio State, Penn State will stay? Because Ohio State's three. Does Penn State jump up to three up there to win that game? Yeah, that becomes a question because yeah. they're undefeated. Yeah. The number one defense in the country belongs to Penn State. Yeah, they're just waiting on Penn State to have a marquee win. You can't you know what I mean you can't leapfrog until you have a win on your resume or, like that. Or if they were to beat Ohio State, you could see Florida State move up to three and Penn State slot in there right with Washington to four five. Oklahoma is back at it this week along with Texas. So it's be a lot of fun. But it is odd just to see one SEC team up there. Uh, I mentioned the poor performance for the Aggies, Rod. Man, it's so bad. Can I, can I say this? Uh, this is from Pro Football Focus. I know you love that that website. The Aggies' mm-hmm. overall pass-blocking grade against Tennessee. I, I, I said this earlier when we were talking about their last 24 second-half possessions, mm-hmm. how bad they've been for Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino. 
the Aggies, and I said the, the poor Max Johnson was just under siege, uh, the quarterback. The Aggies' overall pass blocking grade was 21.6, lowest grade of any category this year at Pro Football Focus. They got the mm. right tackle, Demetrius Crownover, graded out zero. <laughs> How do you do that, Rod? How I many snaps did he play to have zero? Zero. I mean, how is that even possible? The center, Bryce Foster, graded out 16.7. Yeah, man. The, the, yeah. I believe they have the fifth worst pass blocking unit in the country. But the, look at that O line. I believe the only O line. I've never seen that. The right tackle, because they, they played two right tackles in the game. Chase Besontis graded out 23.4 for the Aggies. And then the guy that came in, Demetrius Crownover, zero. The only O lines graded. On the O lines grading graded out worse than the Aggies O line for the season, by the way, is Bowling Green, Rice, Illinois, oh. FIU, and East Carolina. God, oh. that is I did not know that. that there's talent there. Who's the O line coach? I don't know. We gotta we gotta talk about this dude. It used to be Jimmy Turner, wasn't it? Now I don't know who it is. Jimmy Turner was there for a while. Oh, you're right, Nancy. And you talked about how the quarterbacks keep getting injured. And that's you just brought Part of it. Why? Because the O line. I'm amazed Max Johnson's still standing up. I sat and watched that game on Saturday because uh, I told you we went to Denton to see my daughter, and my, like I got dropped off while they went shopping, running around Denton and doing stuff. So I sat, I sat there in Denton at this little hotel restaurant and watched. The I game? watched all the games. They had they put on the Oregon game. They had the Aggies game on. I was watching Florida, South Carolina. I was watching all the games intently. And God, Texas A&M's offense is bad. I yeah. mean, I know it's a backup quarterback. Max Johnson's played football. No, Max Johnson was pressured on 25 or 35 dropbacks versus Tennessee, and he was hit 11 times. 25? 11 of, times, so, man. I mean, he was just under— uh, He's under siege. How about this? and m quarterbacks, so getting back to the, their issue of why their quarterbacks keep getting knocked out, because, yeah, it's amazing. Like he just said, Max Johnson is still in there. and m quarterbacks have been hit 26 times this season— the most of any team in the country. Oh. That's from Pro Football Focus. Aggies have also allowed 92 pressures. That is tied for fifth most in the country uh, with USF. And the Aggies were the worst team in the quarterback hits last year. They were they were worst the worst team in college football well, last year I mean, in quarterback every year, hits. Every year, I mean, Kellen Mond was a four year starter. Remember he and he and Sam Ellinger kind of paralleled. They're on yeah. the same roster in the NFL now. Yeah, and, and with the Colts. And since he left. They cannot keep a quarterback healthy. They just can't. Uh, every year, somebody you know the quarterback crazy, gets knocked man. out, and and it was supposed to be Steve Adazio. By the way, is their offensive line coach? Remember the former? He's a good, yeah, he's, he's a former uh, head coach, right? Right. Man. I mean, this is an all-star coaching staff. I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. That's horrible. And it's not like Tennessee has this juggernaut defense. I but mean, one of the worst O lines <laughs> in college football, and you've got one of the high. You blue chip ratio. You got one of the most talented rosters. And one of the most highly recruited old lines in college football? That don't make no sense. Something's now off, Now you're 4-3 and three and you're trending wrong. Uh, back-to-back losses to Alabama in a game where you kind of outplayed Alabama. Just You played not to lose uh, at mm. home, and now you go on the road and you can't move the ball. The game really swung on a, on a punt return run. Uh, the, the defense, because the, the offense was going backwards, and it was the, the kid had for a and to punt. Like, the ball was on the inch line. Uh, essentially, yeah. they, had, they had a fight to not get a safety on that possession, and they he punted, and he only had like a step until he had to punt it. So it was a short punt, and the kid caught it from Tennessee at the forty yard line and took it to the house. I mean, it was an easy touchdown. House call. House call. And that was the difference. Neither team could move the ball because A and M's defense is pretty good. Ever since that A and that Miami game where they gave up fifty, 
The defense has been much better, but the offense has just gotten worse. And as I said, Rod, Texas A&M in their last 24. This is from Greg Tepper at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. This is ugly. Last 24 second-half possessions. Mm. Alabama, Tennessee, and the game previous to that was Arkansas. Nine punts, seven turnovers, three made field goals, three missed field goals, a safety allowed, and a touchdown. One touchdown in 24 possessions. Damn. You've ever, you've ever punted wow. it or turned it over 16 times. That is um, And you got the safety allowed. That's, all, that's, so that's all. another turnover. So that's, that's, a, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of ineptitude, man. And those are the adjustments made. That's the worst part about it. Yeah, These are your coaching adjustments. This is a chess match within the game yeah. or lack thereof. That's bad. And that's Bobby Petrino with yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. I don't, I don't, man. Yeah. How uh, do you, how do you, how long can you justify keeping Jimbo if he doesn't fix it? I don't know, Ron. They say he doesn't fix it. Let's just say it continues to spiral. How long can you justify keeping him? I know the price tag. I get it. But they got, they got big money down there in Aggie Land. How long can you justify it? End of the season? I don't know, man. It's just bad. It's, I mean, it, I'm watching Oregon play Washington going, man, this is high-level football. I mean, I disagree with Dan Lanning on his fourth down decisions, but at the same time, Bo Nix was awesome. I mean, they, they're running back. That Bucky, Bucky Irvins, the, he was awesome. I mean, Oregon's really good. Uh, Washington's really good. And then you're watching A&M and, and Tennessee play, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like setting football back. I mean, Joe Milton was <laughs> terrible. Max Johnson. Setting this is like, back. what are we watching here? Uh, and yeah, well, recruits are watching that, too. So that's good news, I I, I guess, for Texas because recruits, any offensive line recruit, any offensive recruit that's considering Texas A&M has to reconsider it, don't you? You're, you're you can't not go there and developed. go. I'm going to fix the offense when I get there. It's like no, you don't want to play in that offense. You're not getting developed, Rod, and you can't. Your quarterback can't stay healthy. He's getting destroyed. Uh, somebody pointed out, and I did see this on, on social media. In addition to their performance, their male cheerleaders at A&M did a choreographed dance to Taylor Swift. That's Love not true. story at Tennessee. Yeah, that's not true. That can't be true. <laughs> it is true. Why do they keep doing this? These Aggie jokes write themselves. That's not real. That's was, not true. They took that on the road. Why would they do that? Why? What's the know. reason? Because it's the weirdest school on the planet. See, I and I, I I'm so I'm an Aggie sympathizer sometimes too, and I try my best, but that's just come on. They can't be real. They got that's got to be like some fake account or something. Show me this story. I need to see the story, guys. Show me the story for real. I can't believe they really right, I'll did show that. it to you. Uh, but did they do it because she's just trending? Because she's popular I, now? I don't know. They, they have no connection with Taylor Swift, do they? Um, <laughs> Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, you're you're in the what are you what are they called the uh, yell, yell leaders? Yell leaders. Well, you got to do choreographed bits, don't you? I mean, that's kind of oh, what you do. God, wow! You gotta come up of, with what, fresh material. What kind wow. of person do you have to be to be a yell leader? I mean, Rick Perry was yell yell leader, right? You could be the governor of the state <laughs> yes, of Texas he was. for a long time. Hey, uh, let's get Rod's rant uh, here oh. in the nine o'clock hour. As, as if we haven't ranted enough. Longhorns didn't play. I'm for this Cowboys didn't play. We're gonna this? find this Taylor Swift. I'm thing. looking for it. Rod's her. rant of the day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car. Any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butt. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> now, was that this week or was that last it. week they did this? I got it from Bro Bible. It says Texas A&M's Yale leaders are the cringiest tradition in college football. <laughs> it's not close. And they said a viral video of them dancing to Taylor Swift 
is almost as funny as new photo of the Yale Lee. So I don't know when the Taylor Swift video came out. I'm listening to it right now. But apparently it now, is. It would have to be at home because the home to, the home PA would have to play your song. So it must you. have been prior to this week then. Or some of the time. Maybe, may, maybe, maybe it went viral t- this weekend. And maybe she's, because she's trending again, people are bringing it up again. Yes. Okay. Wow. All right. So there you go, Aggies. I don't know. Sometimes the jokes just write themselves. All right. Let's. Did um, I ever tell you one time, Rod, I did a show. Uh, I was uh, wow. doing an afternoon show at the time. Can't believe that. And I was out at the Travis County Expo Center, and they were uh, we were doing a live broadcast for the Aggie Fish Fry. Oh, yeah. I think we believe Dennis Franchoni was the coach at the time. All right, I think I've Just been how to long this. ago it was. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, they get all the the I, I've capital area yeah. Aggie fans and the boosters, and they eat fish. Yeah. So and then Reveille the, comes out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The coach comes. They all whoop. Um, <laughs> the whoop. <laughs> and I happened to go to the restroom, and I was in there with like the whole yell leader group. I don't want to tell you, but it was pretty uncomfortable. What they? What, they were oh, changing. Really? Oh, into their like performance uniforms, like yes. a performance outfits, the white things. Oh, nice! I was I was unnerved. How many? How many are on the? How many? There are were part probably the eleven, leaders? ten okay. or eleven people in that bathroom. Hey, man, the Aggies got some tradition, some some cool traditions, and some that are no, no, know, no cool unique. traditions. Yeah, they do. They got a couple. They do. What? Um, I like when the stands. Oh, when, like they, when sway. they sway. You know, if you go, if you're ever in the cool. press box at, at Aggie, that's that's a pretty cool. Like tradition. on like on the game notes really, that they it, give you, like they give you a press yeah. kit. It's a, that's pretty cool. It says like under the name main headline, don't be don't or something like don't be afraid if the if the press box begins to to sway. It actually does move in front of the field. You can see it looks like like something's gonna break apart yeah, on the field. Like, you're it's in like, this thing. If you've never been there before, you're like, you're what like, in the what world? is? Why is this thing moving <laughs> like this? It ain't just the fans. Like the whole damn thing is moving. That's a pretty cool tradition. But some of them are unique, die unique. Like the what they, they call it humping. What's it? What's the humping one they do? The farmers fight like. What's the humping one though? Don't they hump? Well, they grab their own testicles. Is that when they hump? I don't know when they hump. I don't. They do. They hump. as somebody scores, they hump. It's just so. Cringy. They do. A, they, they call it they, to Aggies. Hit us up and let us know about these very. I'm calling <laughs> them. You, turned us off. I'm calling point. them unique. <laughs> Ty's calling them weird. I'm trying to take up for you. All right, they're unique, and I know the way, one of them you is. Google, if you Google Aggie yell leaders and you know, it gives you choices, Aggie yell leaders number one thing Taylor Swift. All right, Google Aggie humping. <laughs> and, <laughs> No, I'm serious. They do. They call it that too. It's like they, after they, after they win, I'm not win, but oh, they yeah, score a touchdown. They they call they hump. During they, the yells, everyone leans yeah. forward, resting their hands above their Told knees, you. humping. Yeah, I learned about this when I went to down there for it you be, know because it supposedly makes the yells louder. Thank you. Y'all got minds in the gut. They hump. Aggies like to hump, not like that, but they humping that thing. There you go. The whooping. They like humping sheep. They okay. See, I'm talking about the actual tradition here, all right? That's what that they is do. Tradition. They also, don't they like kiss? Don't they get to like kiss girls somehow? That's one of those types no, of traditions you, you too. You go with the date to the game and every time. Yeah, and you have to walk like a girl to class. That's in the core, That's isn't so it? Sick. And like it's every time, yeah, like they, they get to like kiss and make out of something, um, one of the traditions. The not, people, not random girls, but. They, by the way, the grabbing of their own balls long is, consensual. Uh, is used to do. They don't do that any longer. <laughs> they used to do that. They, they used to be called. That was a thing? Yeah, it was called squeeze ags. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze eggs? Oh. What, those are the eggs that you're Says squeezing? Squeezing their private parts in order to share the pain with the team on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh, that is great. That is a weird tradition. The rest of them are unique. That is freaking weird. Uh, says here, wow. true. Says true story. Squeeze eggs. I don't believe they still do it, though. 
Well, the, tr- the, the old school ones Sharing do. the pain the, with your team. The old school ones, We want to be in it. the fight with you. So if you see an Aggie grabbing their crotch like excessively in the stands, don't be freaked out. They're just an old school Aggie that still likes to squeeze axe. <laughs> and if they refer to humping, they're not also, it's not inappropriate. That's what they do in the stands of games. They hump and squeeze axe. Sorry. I mean, I was just talking about the game. The game was awful. It just was awful. <laughs> I, I was in pain watching the game. Hey, the O-line, like, they were squeezing eggs the whole game. They look terrible out there, man. Lowest. Th- their overall pass-blocking grade, according to this guy at Pro Football Focus, 21.6. The lowest grade of any. You know, they grade every position and position group every game. It's the lowest of any position group across the country this whole year. <laughs> God. How could you ever be a recruit and see all that nonsense on the sideline and, and want to go to that school? Uh, because sometimes those uh, traditions are viewed or perceived differently than you perceive them. Well, I think a bunch some, of guys dressing up like sailors and well, grabbing their nuts. Uh, well, some know, people look, don't look. don't view it the same as you do, and they see that tradition as something to be proud of. Those traditions because they're unique. As a seventeen-year-old Saban, male, Nick Saban would say, "Straight cash, homie." <laughs> I remember Nick Saban's comment. Yeah, hey, hey, exactly. Look, they're exactly. All well, you know what? Yeah, the money. Hey, the check's still clear. Damn That's it. Right. Yeah, they do. Uh, uh, real quick. Okay, I know we got we're up against it. We were just having some fun. Uh, the Cowboys game tonight. This is what you need to know, Cowboys fans. Hey, the, sorry, let's, let's get a timeout. We'll come out get into the Cowboys game. You oh, you want to dive deep into you it? Go deeper. Yeah, because I think we need to preview Cowboys Chargers. Because I love your stats. You're about to give okay. on this because Cowboys fans need to. Uh, we'll post. We'll save it then. We'll do it right when we come back. Okay. We'll just pick up Rod's rant uh, because you've got the numbers on why the Cowboys' offense should erupt tonight. Right? Is yeah, that really it, the gist it of it? Should. It should look good. If it doesn't look good versus the Chargers, then that offense is broken yeah. irreparably. We will extend Rod's rant. Coming back, it's brought to you by Apple Leasing. We'll do it as we come back. I want to give Rod the, the full floor here to talk about this Cowboys team and how important tonight's game mentally is. Can they bounce back from the shellacking at the hands of the 49ers against Kellen Moore, their former offensive coordinator, and uh, this this Charger defense, which should be able to be had. We'll pick it up on the other side. Quick timeout. Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. All right, Rod, here we go. I've got uh, this, this is what appears to be the video and audio evidence of the Texas A&M Yell Leaders. At, this okay. was a home game. Okay, that makes sense. They're on their sidelines, and this was the song playing on the home PA system. Uh, but you can't see this on radio, but you could see it if you go to Twitter, and I will I will repost this. But here is the song that was being played, and they were doing a uh, it seemed to be a choreographed. Um, what do we call this? Mm-hmm. It's a routine. Choreographed routine. There yeah. you go, routine. Here it is. Why not pick an upbeat song, though? They pick a slow song? It's a love song. It's a love song, right? Don't you have, like, pop songs that, you know? Turn that up. That's that Joe You've heard that song a million times, right? I don't, I don't even know. What, what song do y'all recognize? It's love Story. Okay. Why it's not? Older ones. But she's got upbeat, pop. You'll know it now. You'll know it. Ready? Wow. Yeah, I think they chose the wrong Taylor Swift song. <laughs> I dressed up as Taylor Swift in middle school and did our li- a lip. We did all the lip sync videos. Hold up for drama class. Hold up, rewind real quick. Hold up, <laughs> hold up. Oh no no, not the song. No no, rewind what you said. 
You said you did what? Now? You dressed up as Taylor Swift? Yeah, I'll try to find that video. Oh, what? You hold on, you just breaking this. I'm talking Taylor Swift for like three weeks now. You're just telling us ago. this. Well, it was, yeah, it was a long time ago. I mean, well, it was it was relevant. Come on, Ty, you've been hiding. No, you've been holding out on us, man. It's a. I, I'll try to find. I with the all, oh, I all know state your, center. I know your mom. All state center. He oh. dressed up as Romeo, and I was Juliet, Taylor Swift, and we had a full on choreographed dance. That is. I whoa. played it for the whole school. Oh, and you're making fun of the Yale leaders here. Well, <laughs> but it was for Halloween, though. For there, I mean, it was drama class. <laughs> okay. Well, not only, yeah, not only did they do a dance to that song, Rob. I want you to find that, Ty, please. We have to find that. Please. But that Ty. song was out in 2008. So that oh, song was like 15 years old. I was in middle school. Yeah, so sixth why grade. We, why are we using such an old song? And why a slow song? Why not use one of her? Because it's Aggieland. Wow, that is weird. That's Mac, Mac Brown used to do that, too. Mac Brown used to play... Uh, I hope we hope you dance. Remember this song? Oh, you remember this? Leanne e? Womack? Yeah, you remember this, don't you? He would play before the, the, the before the games. We'd be out there warming up, trying to get in a warrior mindset. All right, we're trying to get in the mindset where we got to go over there and destroy our opponent. And Mac would play this Leanne Womack song that people be like cry, almost on in tears before the game. Yeah, that one does make you cry. And I'm like, what? Is, and he's, I think he stopped. It's like, like inspiring for your kids. Like, oh, I hope you dance. You know, if you have a choice to. Oh man, you dance remember it though? Dance. Now my you, wife loves that song. But you remember him playing it before the game? Do you remember I do. that? Yeah, it was it was hype. And I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? Come on, coach! And then when Vyz he's playing Fifty Cent before the yeah. game. I'm like, okay, this is the this is why they're winning championships. By the way, all right, everybody's got the uh, on the I same page. I do remember page. that when Mac, you know, oh. he, he, you know, he started listening to Vince's iPod and listening to music. Yeah, it changed him. Put having it, a little more good. fun. Yeah, Leanne hey, Romack before Mac the game. seventy two now. His team undefeated. Number yeah. ten in the country right now. So we can't talk too much about the Yale leaders because we had to play a Leanne Womack song <laughs> before the game, and I don't know if the Palm Squad had a routine for it, but I used to think that was ridiculous. I love Mac, that's but come on, much. Mac. Yeah, that's on. a bad choice. Yeah, uh, he liked that song though. He loved I bet that Sally song. Liked it too. I think that was a him and that Sally. That was their, one of their favorites. And I was like, well, that's no reason to play it in the stadium. Play it in your car on the way home after the game. Or before the game. You don't play it when you got 18 oh. to 20-year-old guys trying to get hyped for a game. Come on. Anyway. Says, oh, my buddy Trey texted me and said, that song was the worst. I would take visitors on the field and they would just <laughs> play that song because I was working on campus. They're like, what the hell's going on right here? <laughs> He's like, did somebody die? Who are we honoring? Who, is there a tribute well, going not, on? It's not like a sad, sad song. It's like, a, it's like an inspiring song. Uh, like, I hope you dance. I hope you dance. I actually never listened to words of it, so I'm not even going to yeah, lie. That's I don't about, know. you know, take okay. a chance. You know, oh, okay. Well, dare uh, to be your best kind of thing. You, oh, you know what? Eminem made one like that too, Mac. All right, <laughs> one shot. <laughs> one shot. You could have played that one instead of the Leanne Womack. Yeah. Um, hey, Rod, get to the rant. We've got right. uh, Monday Night I've... Football time. In addition to the Astros and Rangers yes, game sir. two, Rangers up one nothing after winning last night and really playing a perfect game nearly. Uh, and then you got the Phillies and Diamondbacks in the National League, but uh, big game for the for the Cowboys, right? Can they bounce back? They're three and two. Season's not all lost, but you got shellacked by the Niners. How do they bounce back? Uh, and they only scored 10 points against the 49ers. So they're going to win this game tonight. Dak Prescott and this offense need a breakout game. Uh, and they look to have a defense that maybe they could break out against. Yeah, and you were talking about the second-half struggles for the Aggies. You brought up the, uh, all the issues they had trying to score the ball in the second half, yeah. lack of adjustments. The Cowboys haven't really needed that many adjustments because they've either blown out their opponents or gotten blown out. But the Cowboys have scored a touchdown on only three of 26 possessions in the second half. Oh, you realize that? 
three of 26 possessions in the second half. I, doing research on this matchup, I was thinking about that and going, man, the Cowboys don't have, don't come out gangbusters in the first half and score a lot of points. Uh, it may be tough sledding for them because they haven't been great in the second half. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size, but the Cowboys offense, yes, it is struggling. The Texaco's offense does not look great. But you should be able to find your groove and find your way versus the Chargers defense because they are one of the worst in the NFL. That is why Brandon Staley is on the hot seat. I'll give you a couple of stats. Here, here you go. And by the way, keep this in mind, back of your mind right now. Chargers spend the most money in the NFL on defense. Nobody spends more money on defense than the Chargers. And here are the stats. Here's the return on that investment. Worst pass defense in the NFL, the 32nd. 26th in scoring defense, 47.7% of the opposing team's possessions reach out of the red zone or score, period. <laughs> that's, that's the 30th best uh, ranking in the NFL. The Chargers are allowing a first down or a touchdown every 3.1 plays, gentlemen. Oh. I'll repeat that. The Chargers are allowing a first down or a touchdown every 3.1 plays. That's 29th in the NFL. And the Chargers allowed 18.3% uh, of completed passes go 20-plus yards down the field, 20 yards or more down the field. They are 31st in the NFL in yards allowed per pass attempt at 8.3. And I could go on because these stats, that, trust me, they're all pretty troubling. Opposing passers are averaging 14.4 yards per attempt on throws 10 yards or more down the field. That's 30th in the NFL. Chargers defense is bad. Specifically, their pass defense is the worst in the NFL. So my point about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys is pretty simple. If they cannot find their rhythm, find their identity passing the football versus the Chargers, they ain't going to find it against nobody. They, they, they won't find it all year long if they can't find it in this game versus the Chargers. Coming and, off a humiliating performance. Boom. I was going to say that. And they had the motivation. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, exactly. And Dax called it the most humbling game he's ever been a part of. You know, throw it away. Uh, you, you just laid it out. Now, I will say this. The uh, Chargers are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games against the NFC East opponents. And this is essentially a pick em game. They've been good against the other division. You also have the knowledge of Kellen Moore against the Cowboys and That's, Dan Quinn. And they know him. So they we know just, him, yeah. Who's going, who's, whose knowledge will be more advantageous to their situation? Because they both intimately know one another. And, you know, I, I think right now for the Cowboys, I trust their defense um, to make more plays than the Chargers defense. So I'll, I'll take that. But the Cowboys offense worries me. Here's why. I do think there was an overreaction to the Dak Prescott uh, season in 2022 when he led the NFL in interceptions. It was bad. It was terrible. And yes, his three consecutive interceptions versus the 49ers looked bad. I mean, that was one of his worst performances, and he just said it was truly humbling, um, as he mentioned. So, But the interception rate actually is down. But there was no need to overreact to that because Dak was never prone. He was never an injured, uh, an interception prone quarterback. He was never careless with the football. He, he threw basically his 2% career interception rate uh, is 0.2% percentage points lower or behind, I should say, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. 
Um, only eight quarterbacks in NFL history have a lower interception rate than Dak Prescott. So it was never a huge issue. But I do think that was an overcorrection and an overreaction by the Cowboys organization to completely change the offense so that they could re- reduce the risk in Dak's game while increasing or keeping the reward factor in his game. So his interception rates are down now, but so are his yards per attempt. By the way, yards per attempt, lowest in Dak's career. Um, but his QBR is lower. His uh, success rate is lower. His EPA per play is lower. Uh, the Cowboys said they want to run the football, and yet they're averaging the lowest uh, yards per rush that they've had in the last 10 years. Fewest yards per rush in the last 10 years as a team. So I, my, my thought would be, and this is obviously just the start of the season, so maybe this Texas Coast offense will find its way. But I think the cure, which is the Texas Colts offense, was much worse than the disease, which was Dak's one outlying year of being a careless quarterback with the football. Um, And I think now we're dealing with the cure and how to fix the cure because it now is bringing up a lot more issues than the initial disease, which was one season of an outlier of him being irresponsible with the football. Well, And if you can't, as you just laid out, if you can't get it going against this team – Real problem. I mean, uh, you could, you know, if they want to go out and put 31 on the board and beat this Chargers team tonight, I don't want to say all is fixed, but at the same time, it'll it'll make it a lot easier moving forward, especially with the Niners taking a bad loss yesterday. Now they've got some injuries. Eagles took a loss yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's a big game for them tonight, without a doubt, for multiple reasons. Interesting here, it ties the gambler in the booth, but it's the, you know, the, the opening over-under line on this game was 46-and-a-half. It's been bet up to over 51 now, Rob. I mean, that, that is a huge swing from the opening line Monday to now Monday. Yeah. It's been bet up almost six points, which is a lot. I know Austin Eckler's playing, and there was uncertainty of that. But, man, that's a lot of movement in a line. And you realize yesterday, Rod, the the unders went 12-2 and two yesterday in the, in the under game totals. Yeah, the NFL don't like that. 12-2 and two for the unders. The and there were some low like unders. That. Like the Giants-Buffalo game was under 40, was 43 and a half and went under. That's a low-scoring game. No. Uh, Vegas and New England, ugly game, under 41-and-a-half. Remember, I gave you the stat. Um, uh, eight teams won this week without scoring more than 20 points. San Francisco and Cleveland, the over-under in that game was 36-and-a-half. It went under. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. went under. The only two games that went over yesterday, Indianapolis-Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence starting to put it together with Jacksonville and Travis Etienne having a big game, and Carolina-Miami. Those are the only two games. Heck, Miami almost got to the over themselves. Because they scored 42 and the over-under was 47.5. But this does feel like a higher-scoring game tonight. But 51? There wasn't a, no, nobody, you know, that, that's, that was not the case yesterday, Rod. We'll see no. if it changes tonight. Yeah, no, I, I think this game has potential to be high-scoring for the Cowboys just because the Chargers' defense is so bad. Um, but And the Cowboys can score in unconventional ways, right? No, they, they score non-offensive touchdowns, special teams, defense. That has that has a possibility of happening, too, so I can see the number going up for the Cowboys. But I just wonder if the Cowboys will have you know, the, the offensive firepower to take advantage of a weak Chargers defense. If they do, this this game shouldn't be as close as the the number, as the Vegas number. It shouldn't be. But I think Vegas is anticipating the Cowboys struggling on offense a That's, little bit. That ain't good. Yeah, All right, ain't good. we'll see. If uh, We'll be talking about it tomorrow, obviously. We'll have a lot to chew on with the Rangers-Astros game two and then this game tonight plus the National League game. Uh, it was a upside-down Sunday for sure around the National Football League. The only thing that went to, yeah. went to form, it felt like, was New England lost – 
to Josh McDaniels, which they always do, and then uh, the Dolphins scored 40-plus. That's yeah, just kind of what... That's a good question, too. How long is uh, Belichick going to last if they continue to spiral? What's the... What's the? I mean, this is this what's is one of the greatest of all time, but... I agree. I, he gets the season. I don't think you... No, no, I agree with that, but do you bring him back after next season? I think there'll be an encouragement by the owner to say, hey, let's let's move upstairs. Uh, he wants that all-time capacity. record, though. I know he, he does. He wants that all-time record now. I know. How many? Do we know how close he is to it? Can he? Get, is it realistic for him to get it with New England, or are they going to? Is he going to embarrass himself and the franchise trying to get that record and still never get it? They're bad, Ron. They're on. Oh, no, I know. They're they're like may not win another game. Bad. Yeah. Like, they're that bad. Yeah, they're one and five. Uh, that's a bad team. That's a bad. And they lost to the Raiders. Yesterday in Vegas, I mean it's bad news. And the Raiders are any great, any good? No, team. they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, Josh McDaniels losing the bad teams. No. All <laughs> right, so there's some good stuff. Rod's rant. Also, the Aggies uh, providing some entertainment. Hey, I saw you looking and Mac at. Brown. I saw you looking at them. Um, them highlights from that K State game. That backup quarterback for K State now. Yeah, we got to get to that. He might be a problem for Texas Long later hair on. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can run it. Yeah, he can run it. He might be a problem for Texas later on if he because I I would give him that the starting job over Will Howard right now and if he because right now he's just coming in situation. I know they benched him and all that, but we'll see if he ends up being the starting quarterback over Will Howard. He's got some juice. He's yeah, got we'll, some juice. Yeah, we'll talk some. Uh, Big 12 football with the Longhorns not playing. What else went on, including Oklahoma State has found life. They beat Kansas in a great game with a 12-point fourth quarter. Uh, we've got Texas Tech, you know, the Joey McGuire year two not going great, but K-State punk them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to all that coming up after the uh, top of the hour. Right now, though, when we come back, it'll be who said that. Who said that? Who said it? We'll find out next. Who said that? Who said it? Who said that? Always a segment ahead of the Who 10 o'clock that? hour, ahead of the fabulous fifth hour starting. Some audio from the weekend. There's a ton of it. And then we try to decide and decipher who said it, including this, Rod. This will be a key component in uh, the big sports Monday we have. Two baseball games and a football game. Here's one of the key key uh, stars to be watching for tonight. I love this place. Flat out, I love this place. There's nothing like coming into the bank and playing in front of these fans. Blue-collar mentality, tough, fighting every single day. I get chills, man. I, I, I get so fired up. I, 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 man, I love this place. I, I, I signed here for a reason, um, to do everything I could to, to bring back um, a trophy to this town, to Mr. Middleton, to this organization. Um, I got chills thinking about it because that's what it's all about. I absolutely love this place. I love every single person in this organization. Uh, fight and claw on every single day to, to get back to that moment. Um, there were so many good times in, you know, 07, 08, 09, 2010, 11. Um, and I wanted to get back to that moment. Ooh. Um, that's a good one. I'm not sure uh, who that could be. Is that somebody with the Rangers? No, that's Bryce Harper with Bryce the Philadelphia Harper. Phillies. Okay. No. Uh, he is, he is, and he's, he performs. I mean, that, that, to me, that's the best home field advantage in all of baseball in Philadelphia. In the, in the bank, he called it Citizens Bank Park. I mean, that place mm. is rocking. And they, you know, he, the other reason he signed in Philadelphia was for $330 million, but, yeah. you know, that didn't hurt. Hey, 13 years, never does. But you know what? That, he does. And that, you know, that, that is a blue collar fan base. We, you say what you want about Philadelphia fans and being the worst, same time, they're the, among the most passionate. Uh, and they, they are into their Phillies. That'll be fun tonight. That's the uh, game one with the Diamondbacks. 
Uh, Rangers Astros just after three o'clock today. Both things can be true. You can be passionate, but also be the worst. Yes, right. That's right. <laughs> Both things can be true. All right, uh, Ty, I sent you a few pieces of audio. Just fire one up. Who said that? What I just said in the locker room to the team is they got to make up in their mind: Are they in love with this game, or are they in like with it? Because when you love something, you give to it unconditionally. You give everything you got to it, but when you like it, that's just the button you push. And it lights up in a like. That's what they do on social media. So we got to figure out, do they love it or do they like it? And it's hard for me because I, I, I love this. I, I, I love it. I, I'm, without a shadow of a doubt, I am truly 100% in love with this thing. And I just want people to match me. Just match my passion, match my match my heart, match my love, match my consistency, just match my mannerisms, just match every darn thing I give to this game. I love this. I, sadly, I love it so much, but the game don't even occupy the ability to love you back. That's a strange love, isn't it? Yeah, there's Dion. Oh, it's good stuff. That was he, great. That was that was that was preaching right there, man. Yeah, he look. You gotta. He's got to figure this out now. You know, you got to inspire your team, and he has. Same time, there you know, seventeen penalties, and that was a full sale team collapse and coaching staff collapse on Friday, Rod. Uh, but yes, I mean, you gotta you gotta bring it every day. You can't bring it for a half. You can't bring it for a half. No. Yeah, I you know I think the, you know for the for the uh, for the Colorado Buffalo, I think the future is really bright though. I, I do. I think Dion's gonna be able to recruit like gangbusters, and it's pretty clear what they're missing: lines of scrimmage, lines of scrimmage. And once they get to lines of scrimmage, I think they'll they'll compete at a lot higher level. I, I think they can they can try to make a bowl game this year, but it's gonna be tough looking at the end of that schedule. That was one of their games they needed to win. Yeah, they were up by twenty nine points. Yeah, they needed to win that game if they were gonna make a bowl game. But even if they went, they they they'll be a team that gets to like five wins, and they'll get the benefit of the doubt. They'll be one of those teams that you know everybody wants in the bowl game. So, but they got still got to earn it uh, to a certain extent. All right, uh, I got another clip here. Uh, Ty, you got got me fired up. Who said that? And if it wasn't meaning you to have your jersey retired by your high school, uh, it means everything. Just to know that uh, I have coaches, friends, community uh, that have my back and support me. Uh, not many people have done it, so it, it just means a lot to know that my number, and my last name, will leave a legacy and, and something behind that uh, not many people have done. Just thanking God and uh, for everything that He's blessed me with. What would you attribute the success you've had so far at UT? I'd say just to my father, just to my friends and family, to all my loved ones. Uh, my father, just because he, he believed in me more than I did. And uh, I know he's smiling up there. Who said that? Jonathan Brooks. Ooh, nice. Good job. Hallettsville. They must have retired a minute. They uh, retired What is jersey. the Hallettsville mascot? Do we know? Mm, got to ask Craig Way that. I'm not sure. But he, uh, they retired. They retired his, uh, his jersey. So good for that, Jonathan Brooks, who was Mister Texas Football. I remember coming Dude, out. Dude, he was. I mean, you know, we talk about. Uh, I remember. I think a lot of us remember watching Jordan Whittington at Quero mm-hmm. when he was, you know, two way oh, player doing man. everything doing for that everything, team. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the same. Jonathan Brooks was the same thing at Hallettsville. He was the linebacker. He was running back. Uh, he did everything. That's the Red Foxes. Is oh. that right? That no, no. The, the, Bra- the Brahmas. Brahmas. Hallettsville Brahmas. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Brahmas. Uh, Brahmas. What's? Oh, is that bull? It's a Brahma, Brahma bull. bull. I was a Brahma in middle school. The black. You were a Brahma? Oh, I was in a panda school. in middle school. Middle school Brahma. Panda. <sighs> Ferocious. Hey, uh, all right, Ty, play another piece. This is interesting. This is a key figure from Saturday's crazy games. I bet you didn't know this about uh, a major college head coach in in uh, in the in the Pac-12. 
I was an elementary PE teacher, yeah. right? So I would teach elementary PE during the day, and then I'd drive over to Park Hill South High School. I'd normally start there in the morning for weights, uh, go teach, you know, my teaching job, and then I'd go do weights or football practice after school, right? I really wanted to be, you know, all ball. I didn't know anybody really in college football. I started writing letters. My wife would give me a hard time. You know, I'd come home from work and I'd pull up, you know, my, my computer and I just start going through every staff in the nation, like literally, and I'd email, just trying to try to make connections and honestly didn't get a lot of responses. Oh, that could be anybody. Is it Dan Lanning? That's Dan Lanning. Yeah. How about that? He's a, he's an yeah. elementary PE teacher. Hey. Who wanted to coach college football. Had hey, no did, wins. Did he love or like the loved game? Loved it. <laughs> exactly. Loved it. Do you well, love or like it? Well, it's a difference, Listen huh? to this second clip from Dan Lanning <laughs> of, of once he finally got on a staff. You'll love this, Rod. About he, this, this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. I don't agree all the fourth downs he went for on Saturday, but mm-hmm. listen to him on how he tried to stand out once he did get uh, attached to a coaching staff. Hire a young coach because of what he knows. Yeah. Right. They're going to hire a young, no, yeah. a young coach because of the value he brings to the program. Well, the number one way, way to bring value in college football is player acquisition. And they give these, you know, these maps of this coach has this area, this coach has this area. Well, I found the map. Nobody had Kansas. <laughs> right. So I was like, I'm going to be the best recruiter in Kansas JCs, and I'd work the phone every single. Uh, but just selling yourself every day as a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I ended up signing a couple guys that started for us there at uh, ASU, and I think down the road where that paid dividends is Mike Norvell gets his first head coaching job, and he says. Okay, Dan was on the other side of the ball, but I know he's going to sign players. Mm-hmm. I know he's going to work hard. Kirby Smart hiring you because he knows yeah. what you're going to do from that. But for me, that's the, always the number one way you can provide value in college football is is bringing players on. There you go, Damn Dan right. Lanning. Yeah, no, I, he's, How do he's you a bring, grinder. Only 37 years old and seems to be on the fast track. But that's a great example to anybody in any industry. Yep. If you want to get somewhere, got to grind, man. It's elbow, it's elbow grease, you man. Grind. You got, you got to work. Get willing to put in the work. Yep, I totally. I love that. That's why he's a fast runner. That's why he's thirty-seven and a head coach at Oregon is because and he's got a really good team. And he he's got a really good team. He heard yeah. his team on Saturday. I think well, same time they were really talented. And you can tell he has a mind for talent acquisition. He just told you like, okay, I'm big about talent and recruiting. That means he's hands on in terms of recruiting. Yeah. Um, and talent acquisition. All right, I got one more for you. One more. One more clip. Uh, Ty fired up. Who said that? But it does feel really good to win. To win on the road in the division. And um, uh, Garrett Bradbury in the locker room pregame uh, took a clip from the from the Texas Rangers and made sure that Creed got played before we went out in the Come field. Come on! I felt like that that may have made the difference. So we got that going for us. But uh, take any questions, yeah. What's Curry? All right, we can cut it off. Uh, Is that Kirk Cousins? Oh my God, yeah, Kirk, Kirk Cousins giving props the creed? to the Rangers. He gave some props, but then said, "Hey, man, that rain helped them out. They got the mojo from the creed, and they end up winning a game." So I don't know. Maybe it's something about this creed, creed mojo. That's what has Creed responded. To all this love they're being shown from the they sports world. They will be at the Gilf on Tuesday or will Wednesday they? night, guaranteed. They should if they're, if they're not. If they eat, win this game today. If they're not either, publicist sucks. <laughs> Can we agree? They got a terrible publicist. Creed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because this thing is going viral. They're singing the national anthem or something. Come on, man. All right, let's go to the top of the hour. This is little Creed. Oh, uh, yeah. Bring it hey, in for the Rangers. Help them beat the Astros and get one, baby. every right to play this because they outplayed the Astros. Hey, I ain't mad at them. I ain't Two mad nothing at them. 2 nothing final. I'm not even going to say ghost rolls. Jordan Montgomery was awesome. <laughs> Leody Tavares hit a hanging oh, uh, breaking man. ball from my man Verlander. How about little young Evan Damn. Carter? Not little young Evan Carter. Oh. Because the Rangers took game one, we'll go to the top of the hour with Creed. We'll come back with a fabulous fifth hour coming next.